0: Welcome to Women Express speaking our truth with impact. I am so excited today we have today a powerful woman who has been speaking for with and to justice for families in the Superior Court in Washington DC and in Maryland and she's also barred in California. And the focus for her is that she is working for families she practices family law here in the washington dc area and she's been a clad iron truth telling stand up lawyer for many many families in the washington dc area she's not on the top list of attorneys in washington dc area but she has up against them in court and won for her clients against some of the best names in the area. So we are just extremely excited to have her today. And our topic is standing up for justice, learning to use your voice and coming out of silence and defining yourself as a woman. So welcome Renee Stacio of R. Stacio Family Law. Thank you, Denise. It's an honor to be here, and I'm very honored to be your first guest. Well, the bottom line is first guest, and I have to say that Renee and I go way back. Renee's been in business for quite some time, and so have I, 26 years. She's been in business for 10 years, and we actually were, are and were in the same offices where I practice communications consulting and she practices law. So we've had an opportunity not only to work together, but we've become friends. And I can tell you right now, the kind of women that we will be interviewing in this program is what Renee is and who she is and how she stands up for herself. So that's the first question. How do you use your voice to stand up for yourself and others?
1: Well, first of all, I also wanted to let your uh, audience know that we're also both single moms, um, which I think is also part of um, learning how to stand up to justice, stand up to society in terms of how we raise children and especially boys in this culture. But um, how do I stand up for myself and for justice? Well, I think that one of the things that I do pride myself on is in finding my own voice I think from a very young age, what helped me do that was my friendships with women. And um, I think that when women reach out to each other and support each other, I think that that is the key sometimes to finding your own voice. And so through my work, um, which is focusing on families, women, children, and men, but today we're just going to talk about women, part of it is is listening to women listening to my clients that come in the door and really hearing them and trying to understand what they've been going through, what the dynamics of their relationship is with their husband and their children, and just really hearing them and trying to figure out in this very important transitional point in their life, moving from being married to being single, from being a joint parent to a single parent, how do I help them? regain their voice.
0: Yes, um, and that's oft- critical.
1: Yes. And oftentimes they've lost it. And, and that's why the marriage is falling apart. And so it's really important for them a lot of the times to learn how to say, I'm done. I have to speak up for myself and I have to move on and remember where my strength comes from.
0: How was it for you? And we and we all can hear that Renee is certainly not afraid to use her voice. But I want to ask you, how was it the first time you stood up in a courtroom and you knew you could feel those butterflies in your stomach and you knew that you had to speak the truth, that you had to tell, you had to defend, you had to expand and express for your client? How did that feel?
1: Well, that's a great question. So we can already tell you're going to be a very successful uh, host of a show. I have to tell you every time I do it, I feel the same. At first I feel like throwing up. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. And then I but I have to show calmness because my client is there and they are depending on me to tell their story. And I'll tell you what, the and I want to do my very best and be passionate, be convincing, but also capture the judge capture that person who, who I don't want them to take their eyes off of me or take their ears off of what I'm saying. And the minute I start talking, it's, I imagine I, it's like an athlete where you just get in that zone and I just speak the truth and it comes out so naturally.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly what you do. And in fact, that's, really my premise, that's where I'm coming from, is th- that you can do this. You get in that zone and you, you, you imagine that that person, in your case, the judge, but in the case of the audience, whoever that audience is, whoever that listener is, that you're going to convey with passionate confidence from that, st- that solid place of knowing in yourself. And you're going to get that knowledge out there and impress and impact, create an impact on the people that are listening. And that's so powerful in the sense that remembering yet strength and coming back to your own personal center and being able to talk about that to others, I think probably one of the biggest places to do that is in a courtroom where all of your life is exposed to people and you have to learn to put yourself together and really go forward. What do you think about that?
1: No, I think that's a great point. I think that, you know, I do try when I can, to be honest with you, to avoid going to court because it's often very hard to allow a third person, which a judge, decide for you what the future of your life is going to look like financially and in terms of custody of your children. But I do think that during the whole process, part of my job, at least in my view of a family law lawyer, is to really help the clients and women sort of process what's happened during their marriage to them and to find their voice. So that number one, if we do end up having to go to court, that when they take the stand, they can come from their center and speak with authenticity. And it's not just about anger and getting back at somebody, but it's really speaking from what what you've learned about yourself, what you lost, and what you need to regain moving forward. And in that sense, it helps the clients be more of an authentic, honest witness and definitely more credible.
0: Well, the interesting thing that we're talking about, we start out with this whole, one of our first podcasts is all about talking, speaking up from a platform of justice. And if we look at the world today, the platform of justice is… A hotbed of conversation. It's a hotbed of women standing up for their voice. And we just saw one strong woman stand up by herself and literally stand up for herself by herself. So I think that your idea of women supporting each other in really finding their voice and uncovering that authenticity is critical. And the one of the major platforms to do it is in the justice system. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think we do have to speak up
1: for ourselves in that context, because that is where, to be honest with you, That's the context where laws are changed, whether it's laws regarding human rights, law regarding African-American rights, women's rights. Really, things do not change unless we speak up in the context of our legal system. Because although protests and we hear Martin Luther King and we look at the suffragettes marching and we look at that as a vehicle for change or Black Lives Matter. But in reality, nothing changes unless the laws change. And so that really is a place in the justice system where change has to take place. So our legislatures, well, yes, we saw an example of our legislature listening to things uh, with the person you were talking about, but the what judges, congressmen, these people have to see and hear voices in order to facilitate change. And it's not only women who are taking the stand on the witness stand, but it's also lawyers who are able to tell a narrative and convince judges, legislatures
0: that things need to change. I love Mm -hmm. that, that, that we have lawyers who can tell a narrative. I mean, I'm sure in our day and time, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is Mm -hmm. certainly the shining life of light of doing that. And I think you really bring that same kind of energy and fire to the table because your voice is so strong in speaking to not only to power, but being a powerful woman yourself with a voice.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have to, you know, I hate to sound cliche, but you always hear how women are supposed to talk softly and they're supposed to be deferential. And for good or for worse, my voice has always been very strong and and I have not worried about offending men or um coming across as someone that is not the way that a woman is supposed to talk or look or sound and sometimes that's worked to my benefit and sometimes it's worked to my detriment but overall the fact is is that we cannot silence our voices and we have to be willing to take a hit up front that you know what not everyone's going to like you not everyone's going to say nice things about you but in the end what really matters is that it's not about liking it's about respect and it's about speaking the truth.
0: Yes, it is about speaking the truth. And that's actually the tagline of our program, speaking, using our voices to speak to truth and for truth with impact. And that's true. I'm really so happy that you brought out that point that some not all the time people are going to like you. Sometimes yeah. as you're trying on your own authentic voice, you may not even like yourself. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But the more you exercise your voice, the more you use your voice, the more you stand in your mission, your authenticity, right. the better it gets over time. You have some story, you were sharing with me a story, just a short story about you know, women's silence and how they suffer in silence and what you're finding when they're coming to find their freedom through divorce and we're not. Let me just put that out there. We're not saying that divorce is a panacea for all things. We're Absolutely just talking not. about how to find yourself in circumstances where a woman is looking to find herself or to be able to speak for herself. Do you have some story that you'd like to share with us about someone that maybe you found that? Oh my goodness, she woke up and all of a sudden she's this powerhouse.
1: Well, I don't know if I don't know if there's a, an individual story, but I can sort of give you a general story of things that I see almost every day when women come into my office. And I often see a woman who comes in, she oftentimes is the primary breadwinner. She's intelligent, multiple degrees, beautiful, and also is the primary caretaker of the children. In the outside world, she looks like she is a powerhouse. However, when she comes in, she actually, I this is quite extreme, but it's true. She looks like she's had the bone marrow sucked out of her. She's tired. She's defeated. And she feels like she wakes up every morning and doesn't know who she is. And a lot of that is because although in the last 40 years, women have gained so many strides out in the, in the workforce. um, Somehow we haven't changed. We haven't translated that into the home. And we lose our voices for some reason in the home, even when from all, in, from all outside, again, outside, what the outside looks looks at, we've, we've lost our ability to have our voices in our marriages. And I will leave the reasons for that or the analysis of that to the psychologists. But what I find is women who have constantly been put down, women who question their very existence on the planet, women who have lost their friends and their families and who are living in this microcosm where they feel that they're worthless. And I don't know exactly how that all happens, but it does. And they've lost their voice inside their own homes. Mm. And I think through divorce, they eventually are trying to find that voice again. And, And that's what I try to help them do.
0: Well, that's an experience all by itself because finding the voice in general is I think where we're at as women, It's our time. It's absolutely our time. That's why this podcast is on time. It's a time for us to understand that our voices are, are, are essential. I, mean, I work in the corporate arena all the time, as you know, and I can't tell you how many women will say, I'm sitting in a meeting, I'm sitting there, I know the answer or I have an idea and either one, I don't say it. Or two, I say it, and everyone pretends like I didn't say it. And then a guy gets up and says the same thing, and everyone goes, yay! Right. And I think not only is it part of what's happening in our homes, but it's a, it's a call to action for us as women to understand that our voice is essential. It's essential for change. It's essential for establishment it's essential for standing up and it's essential for speaking out what our truth is, no matter what your truth is. It's a part of the the fabric of life. It's a part of that quilt of collective women conversations. Okay. And, and I sent out a, a text message to my friends last week when the the... when Dr. Ford was speaking. And one of the things is is it says when we stand up, you see a woman standing up by herself, it feels like her voice is so small. When you recognize that there is a collective voice of women behind you, then we can move a mountain. Absolutely, 100%. And
1: also I think is that for women, it is important that we speak up because of our children, right? Because how do we change things except showing our daughters and our sons our voice? Because then that gives our daughters a voice and it gives our sons an understanding.
0: That's so voices. true. It gives our sons an understanding of women's voices and how our voice is important to the collective whole. Not exactly. just as women, for women, but The collective whole, because everybody succeeds when we talk. It's true.
1: We have to stop being worried about, and I I just want to go back to this, in that meeting example that you gave, we have to stop worrying about actually being liked by everybody. I mean, not that you don't want to be liked by anyone, everyone, but it's just not a possibility in, in the world, right? You want to make people feel warmth and you want to make people feel comfortable and you want people to like you, but it shouldn't stifle your voice. So the first time you speak out and nobody hears you and some, some, another man may say the same thing and everyone applauds, don't shut up then. Just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Don't let that cow you. Let that actually be like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to do it next time too. And eventually, people will be applauding for you too. That's true. Just get up there and I speak from my heart. I can't plan it out because I have to speak in the moment the truth of what everything is. And to me, it comes across more authentic. And a lot of times, I don't even remember what I said at the end. Because it really is coming from a place that is total authenticity. And when I sit down, my client looks at me and they're just like, wow. And that's the best part of the trial is the very ending when you're trying to say, here's what you saw today, Judge, and here is what it was all about.
0: From my perspective as a corporate trainer and consultant, I want people to see here are the steps. So I write out my 10 things and I come from my heart from there is critical to so how yeah, you learn how to do it. Yeah. I usually have three, but 10 is, I mean, you've got a well, lot of Well, I mean, it cover. depends
1: on all the issues in the case. Mm-hmm. So obviously if there's like just one issue, I'll do a shorter list. But sometimes I've got financial stuff, yes. custody, child yeah. support, alimony. Yeah. So, you know, I put a few bullet points for each one. but. Yeah. Um, I, that's great to hear from you as a corporate trainer that you do the same thing. It's like, you can't write it out because then it comes off awful because you spend your whole time looking at the piece of paper instead of looking at the judge and I move and I use my hands and I point and I am passionate and that comes, that does not come from writing something down on a piece of paper.
0: Yes, it does. That
1: comes in believing and believing in what
0: you're saying. This is exactly what I tell people when I'm working with them to get their voice. It's been great talking. It's been, we've really expressed ourselves today, haven't we? Yes, we have. Thank you very much for allowing me to be your first guest on this fabulous podcast. Well, you're more than welcome. I know that there are listeners out there who would love to get in touch with you. So if they do, where would they go? How would they connect with you? So there's two ways. You can either
1: call me at 301 718-4410. Or you can check me out on my website, which is www.rstasiolaw.com. And that's R-S-T-A-S-I-O-L-A-W. And my website is currently being updated, but you could still
0: access the old version. Fantastic, Renee. It's so good to have you. I'm sure there are people out there who are just going to want to talk to you in general. And I think it'll be a great conversation for any woman who connects with you. Thank you so very much. Thank you. I'd like to ask those of you, let's just keep expressing out there. And if you like what you heard today, please rate us and give us a great review or just give us a review, but certainly subscribe And if you love this, then share it. Remember, women's collective voices can move mountains. That's it for today. Women Express, speaking our truth with impact. Thank you so much, Renee. And thank you for you listeners out there who are listening to us. Come back. We've got more. We had a great time today. What I'd like to ask you to do is to rate us. Give us good ones review and subscribe and if you love the time you spent with us and loved our speakers our interviewees then share this with your friends that's collectively women express thank you for being with me bye for now